0: Hello and welcome to the Underdog podcast. A show where me and my closest friends get together once a week and hang out all while being recorded. I'm John
1: and this is Caleb. And
0: we have some Dungeon Master stories today, cause we both DM you more recently.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little more recent. Um, kind of born out of necessity, really, but Same. I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Quite yeah. A bit.
0: I, so, okay, so when you first started DMing, and I guess when I first started DMing as well, what were your like, what were you, what was your worst fear when it came to how your game would run? Cause I know I know when when it came to mine. My worst fear is that no one would understand where I was going with it. Like oh, I just yeah. ended up in a loophole
1: somewhere. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, I I don't know. My biggest fear, honestly, I was I was hyping myself up quite a bit. Um, actually, it's it's kind of funny because I kind of had like a practice game before I started my real um, my real game that I started running on my own uh, with my with my sister. Um, and my biggest fear was that I was gonna like get stage fright. I guess because I'm kind of a shaky person. Um, so I was, like, having a really hard time, and at first, it was pretty tough for me, um, because I kept fumbling the dice, and I would stammer a lot, and I'd break the immersion, but when I saw that my sister was actually having genuine fun, I started to calm down a little bit, and I realized, oh, hey, this is, you know, this isn't as serious as it needs to be, so I, I just relax and play the game, really.
0: Yeah, I have a friend who he, he uh, he also plays, and I'm not gonna give any names, but he, 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 he introduced me to D&D. And he, what he did was he played the game like it was Dark Souls. <laughs> and I think I, that was the most I've died. Even in your games, I have died less. Yeah, and as an accomplishment. In, in my games, everybody kept killing him. It was, it was, it was, oh, it was so it sad. It was chaos. Every other session, I'm dead. I couldn't do anything about it because it wasn't... You know, the players weren't being malicious or anything. It was just, oh, I'm dead due to bad rolls.
1: Well, there was one player that was being pretty malicious a few times.
0: No, one time. Only once. And it was out of the blue. And he's like, oh, you know, it's been two sessions. He's dead now. Which was funny in the moment. I missed the character, but it was hilarious in the fucking moment.
1: Yeah, he turned you into sliced toast, dude. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But no, for the most part, I think the first time I I got a bad roll and got passed out and everyone else was too busy to heal me, which is comparable. We were level one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the second time I got, yeah, the second time I got bitch slapped into fire. That was fun. I I,
1: I enjoyed that death <laughs> scene. That was very. It wasn't even really a death scene because the character lived and just ended up leaving afterwards, looking yeah. like a mangled, scarred he piece. of He was flesh. the
0: most useless bard I've ever I played. Know, it was so fun. To he watch. did no healing. Did no support. Barely seduced. He was <laughs> the useless, most useless character I've ever played. And was, I based him off Jack Black.
1: <laughs> he was basically an NPC pretending to be a bard. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was good, though. He was, he was a fun character to be
0: around. So. He, he, he was fun for the interactions, but I feel like as soon as there was any fighting, he severely fell. In. Oh, yeah. Maybe just a little bit.
1: Yeah. So, um, what about your first game? What was your, what was your first uh, game exactly f- like?
0: Oh, God. I think my first game that I ran, I, I, I did The Unspeakable. Uh what's The Unspeakable? Uh, f- 100% homebrew. Yikes. It was uh, Legend of Zelda. That was your first campaign? Yes, that was really? the first game I ever DM'd. I did not know that. I had done one-shots, but I didn't count those. Because th- they were mostly 10 minutes of gameplay, 100 minutes of laughing. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, but no, that was the first game I played was entirely Zelda. And three of my six players were dumbasses and just left. <laughs>
1: Let's see, who all was in that game? It was... Um, you,
0: me, Lex, uh, Corbin... Marshall, and Marshall, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, and I think Desiree was in one episode.
1: Yeah, Desiree was... I no, mean, she was in more than one, because I remember she, she was in one with me, and then she was
0: referencing stuff from previous episodes. Oh, maybe she was in a few. And but then, yeah, was, that was my first That was my first actual game, and it was terrifying. Mainly, my my, my fear was that I was going to get some continuity problem. Mainly, loopholes would be an issue. Oh, uh, right. Because... Uh, when I DM, I don't write things down until after the session. Ah, uh, Yeah, I, <laughs> that's a uh, guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I'll just get in the zone and I'll forget to be like, I have notes for all of these NPCs and all this work. So this guy's name is now Jim Bob because I couldn't remember his actual <laughs> name. Yeah. Which is really fucking important. So now I have to give that real important name to a different character soon.
1: Oh, yeah. It was it was pretty fun though. I did like the concept of the uh, of the uh, the guardians um, fighting them. Um, that was a fun battle we had, uh, even oh, though that our one names. of our players was only was, was the only one doing stuff. So
0: yeah. But. Well, no, he was only doing stuff because he ended up with a really OP weapon. and He only got it because I put it in there because oh, it exists in the world and is in this location, and they just happened to be like I'm gonna go to this location on accident, and he just decided to challenge the world. <sighs> it was a puzzle for like level. 13 or something and he passed it <laughs> i did not expect that i you people are either too smart for your own good or too dumb for your own good
1: and that's the way it should stay <laughs> <laughs> like
0: i mean every time i'll do a one shot i don't dm too much anymore i prefer playing to be totally honest because I, mm-hmm. I prefer the role play and the yeah the voice acting and all that stuff so, I don't DM on too much, but when I did DM, I think for the most part, you guys were just idiots, and you bypassed all of my challenges because you just three-stooged your way through everything.
1: Yeah. That was, I I mean, uh, to be fair, we probably sh- shouldn't have just defused everything you made, but it was pretty fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun.
0: I had fun. Time. You guys had fun. I think that was all that matters. And that's all that really matters when you're playing D anD. d I have really. a twenty dollar map of Hyrule that I'm never going to use again. <laughs> that's a. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think you're losing returns on that investment, there, buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I printed it out because because one of our players was like, "Oh well, I can't see the map because I had printed out a, an eight by eleven sheet of paper with the map on it." Uh-huh. Oh, you can't see the map. So I'm like, "Okay." I went to the store, got it printed, and it's sitting in my closet, just rolled up, just waiting to be just, used. Yeah. Maybe I'll frame it. Maybe I'll we'll frame it's it. It's a nice picture. I might frame
1: it. And this was my first D&D game. This is how it went. Uh, coffee stain hey, right there.
0: Maybe we'll go back to Hyrule.
1: I, honestly, I wouldn't mind that. You know,
0: uh, We'll have to do it better, though.
1: Uh, I mean, we can pick up where we left off. Maybe. I don't know Cesar where we F- left off. Uh, <laughs> no clue. Uh,
0: Someone died. That's all I know. I don't know if it was an NPC, a player, or a bad guy. I
1: know last time, last time, I... Left off. It was right after the battle last time I left off because yeah. I didn't play another game. But you guys did play, so.
0: I have no clue where we were. We might just have to start over. Yeah,
1: we'll, Yeah. it's fine. We'll, we'll just have to start New over.
0: players, new world. Well, yeah. old world. but
1: Hopefully nobody figures out your puzzle on random this time.
0: <laughs> Hopefully no one figures out that it's just a really high bloody roll. <laughs> yeah. He like a 25. That's like the highest he could get. And he got it. And I'm like, I'm so pissed.
1: So, speaking of puzzles, um, what are what are some puzzles that you've made before?
0: Oh, God. I think for the most part, the puzzles that I make are for children. <laughs> Fair enough. Because I don't do puzzles well. Uh-huh. And it's hard to do the puzzles that I do do well, which is visual puzzles in D&D, which is not a visual format.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you got a point there.
0: Yeah. It's really hard... I mean, it is possible because you can make props and give to people. Yeah, and... I was about to say, you know, you could
1: always make yeah. something physical. But I then... don't have
0: the time. Yeah, between not even work really time. and school and all that stuff, I don't really have the time to go out. I think it would be cool if eventually, at some point, I did do something like that. Mm-hmm. But that's way in the future, I think. At this point.
1: Yeah. So, what are some other puzzle types you'd like to
0: try? I would like to try uh, codexes.
1: Codex. What's a codex? Explain to me what
0: a codex is. A codex is where you have uh, certain, like, say, random words. The One of the most common codexes is you'll have, uh, like, A-G-H-P-Q-L-O-T-Y or whatever. And that actually means... Uh, oh, like
1: a, like a, like a my, number cipher? Yeah. Or like a letter cipher,
0: I guess. A, cipher. a cipher mixed w- with uh, symbols instead of... Gotcha. That would be a codex. I would like to do something like that really subtly and have it lead nowhere. <laughs> just have like a cipher on a map that you guys find that takes you on this. uh... What's that movie with Nicolas Cage? Wow, I um, oh, just.
1: There's so many that I can well, remember. It's the, the Declaration of, my head. of Independence. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, movie. I, I, Treasure
0: Hunter, I think? It's something about Treasure. National Treasure. National Treasure, yeah. I would like to do something like that, but instead of leading to a secret society, it just leads to nothing, maybe money, <laughs> just- but nothing plot related whatsoever. Just like just just have it exist, and that's something that um, I think
1: is underutilized a lot. Is just like side content that isn't involved in the main story or have anything to do with anything really. Yeah, I, um, it's it's kind of part of that good world world building skill yeah. set. Is like just having
0: have just have these random little threads, these loose ends. I I want to run a game with you guys, sometime in the future. The problem is the way I want to run it is going to require a fucking ton of world building mm-hmm. and i don't think that it's going to be able to do it anytime soon
1: what about uh what about world building with somebody um, cre- help creating world i saw something on reddit uh somebody was going to um air quotes employ people to help them world build of course you know if you have your friends to help you you wouldn't have to pay them but uh, I saw something where, like, you know, he was looking for five to ten people to help him world build. And you can hit, set people on tasks, you know. Like, I want you to come up with the religious hierarchy. I want you to come up with the geography and economy, you know. I, about I,
0: that? I feel like that could work for certain people. Like, don't get me wrong. It sounds like it would definitely work for a majority of players and DMs. Mm-hmm. Definitely the players. Mm-hmm. But as someone who is very controlly with the way that their world works... I don't think I could do it where I separate the workout. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Because I feel like I'm I'm the type of person, and I've run a game, and you guys never picked up on it, but there's a secret society running everything that was supposed to be the BBG.
1: Well, John, it's not so secret now, is it? <laughs> We're not
0: playing the game anymore, so it doesn't count. Fair enough, yeah. But, no, like, there's a secret society that was running everything, and they had this ancient magic that didn't exist anymore, which I found some, like, 2E or 3 uh magic book just for extra spells and stuff right, Yeah, that i was using and you guys never questioned any of the ciphers that i tried to put down any of the hidden treasure maps nothing yeah i believe the first letter i gave you guys one of the only props that i gave you guys literally said find us or something and you guys never saw it <laughs> and it wasn't even in a cipher it was in common it was just F-I-N-D-U-S, and you guys never caught up on it because you guys were so engrossed in. oh, we're supposed to go to this city and meet this guy in this town Mm -hmm. and talk to this specific tavern owner. You guys just kind of forgot the fact that in each corner of the paper there was a hidden symbol and all that stuff that was very obvious, and you just, like, eh.
1: Uh, Maybe that's something we can bring up as well is um, maybe – like, let's, let's talk about too few or too many clue drops and things that are maybe um, not obvious enough or too obvious to be enjoyable.
0: I'd say when, when it comes to the amount of clue drops that you should put, I, I'd say it totally depends on are your players idiots? <laughs> like with our group, I think a lot of you guys are total dumbasses oh, yeah, when it totally. comes to the clues that I... I could put the most blatant clue out there in word. Not even in something I give you. I understand if you miss something that I give you. Uh-huh. Because, you know, it's, you're not looking at the paper. You're listening to my words. But I right, could yeah. say, I think one of my games, I don't remember if it was the same one as the last uh, thing. But a tavern owner said, oh, yeah, I got, I, I'm here to help you do something, 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 something. You, you, You help me. I'll get it. And I remember very vividly saying, they paid. Instead of you know a name paid, they paid. You never questioned it. You never asked who's they. Nothing. You just like, oh, that's nice of them, and went on about your day. How nice of them! How nice of them, nice them for pay to for them to pay for our rooms for like a week or something, something outrageous.
1: Yeah. That's one of those things where, like, you can build up to it, though, too. It's like, you know, if you keep saying they, them, and, and, uh, hinting to them enough, you know, mm-hmm. that requires a lot of patience, though, and that's not something everybody has. So, yeah. Um, not to mention that when you have a plan for, um, Keeping things keeping things moving along at a certain pace, and that plan just goes out the window. Sometimes you forget about stuff like your yeah. little clue drops. It's funny because um, we at first I, when I was planning my sessions, I was planning them session by session. I was like, you know, okay, we'll start at point A, and uh, this this and this will happen, and then we'll end at point B. And it was pretty good for a little while. Uh, we started off in um, we started off in like uh, this this, uh, this little cave thing, and I had planned for our first session that we were gonna. Uh, get out of the cave. Um, that we're going to beat the big, the big evil bad guy and just get out of the cave. Not the big evil bad guy. There was just some manticore. Uh, but the, the, My plan was you were going to kill the manticore and then get out of the cave and then that was going to be the end of the session. And that's how my sessions went for a few sessions. Yeah,
0: and I doubt you meant, planned for half the shit that we got up to, though. Oh, no, not at all. A pet manticore, a dead body. A lot, yeah. Cannibalism, but... I believe, was in that list somewhere. Oh, yeah,
1: lots of fun <laughs> stuff, but... Stories for I, another did, time.
0: I did pick up on one thing, that, one hint that you laid down that we didn't pick up in the moment was the fact that there was that missing paladin. Yes, that was um, we just kind of brushed over that because I was half dead already.
1: Oh, what were my plans with it? So um, in my original in my game, um, what I was going to have was Selvig, that little gnome that you guys had found fallen in the cave, you're going to help him get out and he was going to introduce you to um, the priesthood and the church. And so what was going to happen was uh, he was uh, the missing paladin. His name was Brock, and he was going to be Selvey's friend. And he was going to send you on a quest to go find Brock. And Brock was going to be kind of like a catalyst for figuring some stuff out about the church. You guys were going to eventually... I hadn't decided yet, but you guys were eventually either going to find his body or you were going to find him. And he was going to tell you about it and then disappear mysteriously. So, But... Um, yeah, selbig died. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, okay. We don't know if he's died. Well, he he, he went up a uh, kobold uh, goblin hole. Yeah, it was a he got he got
1: dragged into some goblin hole, and who knows, maybe he's a slave. And, and now. I
0: was like seven feet tall, buff buff. Uh, I think the other characters were both elves. Yeah, couldn't fit through goblin holes.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of miss selbig He was one of my favorite NPCs, just because he's one of the first ones I made.
0: You should bring him back as a player character.
1: Oh man! Remember that one shot I did with the, uh um, uh, what is it? The one shot with the, uh with Don- Donnie's birthday party. Yeah. Yeah. I was totally gonna have a Selvig reference in there.
0: <laughs> really?
1: He was gonna come back from the
0: grave to haunt you. But... It was. That was a weird one shot. It was. It was good though. I I liked, I liked it. it. Oh, I I loved DMing that for you guys. That was one of my first coherent one shots that I played. Uh huh. Cause I didn't play up until that. I up until you said that you were gonna start playing DMing. I hadn't played too much. I had played a few games.
1: But then you were mostly stuck to group DM.
0: Yes. And I think the main reason was I was available. Yeah. Everyone else already had jobs and everything. Because I'm the young... At the point, I was the youngest. Because I wasn't all... You guys friends yet. In my friend group, I'm the youngest. Uh Uh-huh. In our friend group, I'm the oldest. And it's a really weird shift.
1: Yeah. Kind of funky
0: there. But, um... So... Anyways, so okay, so when you first started, what what were some problems that you expected with players? Like, what were some issues that you didn't you kind of like were like, this is gonna be an issue no matter what I do, knowing my players.
1: So at first, there wasn't really too many issues, um, and I didn't really know what to look look for either. Um, cause I didn't really like watching, uh, other people DM and stuff. I found it boring. So I was like, you know, what? I'll just, I'll just kind of figure this out on my own. So I, I didn't really know what to look for at first with the, um, the bad, you know, like the, the bad players. And nobody's really a bad player, but there are some things that are more nerve wracking than other things. But um, one thing that I did notice was a big problem was um, combat would move really slowly sometimes if people were joking around too much, which is good and all, you know. Uh, it's 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 fine to have a little bit of um, jesting every now and again, but it, when it made combat combat really slow, I was like, okay, I've got to I've got to find some way to to speed things up because I didn't want to tell you guys to stop having fun, right? You know, that's not something you really want to do as a DM, but I was like, so how do I make it so that combat is more fun for them and for me without taking away from the fun that's already there? Um, I decided that instead of having really big uh, um, battles, like with a lot of creatures or with a big creature, I would have more frequent, shorter battles that you guys could, like, get into, find a secret, and then talk about afterwards in the span of maybe, like, 15 to 30 minutes. Um, so that we didn't waste an hour and a half on a battle. And there were some times where we did waste quite a lot of time on a battle, but I, I figured that as long as we were having fun, it, would, it wouldn't would really matter either way. Yeah. But um,
0: I think one of my big fears and worries when it came to DMing was that you guys wouldn't like, role-play. Oh, yeah. For the most part, that was true. When it first started... My games are very a he- heavy role play. Like it's very mm-hmm. much, you know, leans into encounter social encounters and things like that. With with there is battling, lots of battling. Right. Yeah. But for the most part, you guys just kind of were like, especially the first game, you guys were very stiff. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, my name is um uh. Taliesin. I'm I'm, thought, I'm, thought I'm, I'm I'm gonna say knight. towel rack for a second towel rack towel rack the night <laughs> <laughs> i they, they i would not put that past some of my some of my old players <laughs> but yeah it's um I, I i felt very i
1: i felt a little weird uh role-playing at first i felt like that was too nerdy to do at a game about uh nerds doing nerd things um, I, I feel like, I've, I feel like you just got to let yourself go sometimes though. And it turns out role-playing is actually really fun and it adds to the experience quite a bit. I enjoy role-playing quite a lot and I like it when my players role-play while I'm playing. Um, I try to incentivize it, but I mean, you can't really make every player role-play, which is yeah. fine.
0: Not, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. But. Cause for me, I love role-playing because I do voices. Uh-huh. Granted, they're all really bad British stereotypes, but... <laughs> Their voices. Right, yeah. Uh, And, you know, even though I, I, around you guys, I'll joke around and do a really, like a Scottish or whatever accent. I don't think I've ever played a dwarf.
1: Yeah, have you never
0: really? I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever done a dwarf, so I could do my terrible Scottish accent. That's interesting. It. I should probably next game we play. I might play a dwarf for something that, or something really outlandish, like a goblin.
1: Play a play a play a a dwarf woman with the biggest beard in town, and then just have her have the the most like the the most masculine voice, but have her pretend that she's trying to like make it high pitched. That would be great.
0: My name's Linda. <laughs> My name is Linda. Nice to meet you.
1: Oh, I can't oh. You can't do.
0: You put way too much stress on me. Oh, I One small break later, yeah.
1: Put that out of the way. Family. Uh, my mom's got got
0: me ice cream. I think for my birthday. <laughs> <She> <laughs> well, was, I mean, ice cream's a good birthday present. I
1: mean, it is. She was like, she was like, I got you a birthday present. I was like, oh, mom, you didn't have to. She was like, but it's got to be in the freezer. I don't want to tell you what it is, but it's got to be in the freezer. And I was like, <laughs> hmm, I wonder what it could be. Anyways, what were we talking about?
0: Uh, We were talking about fears or whatever. But I think that's kind of out now. Yeah, probably. So uh, I think we should kind of finish up with our favorite uh, parts. Like our favorite story as a player or a DM. Sure,
1: why don't you start?
0: Well, my favorite story, I think it was from your game. You started a new game. And we were playing with a bunch of our friends. One of our friends, totally out of the blue. Well... Not out of the blue, knowing him, was like, oh, like, you know what? I'm I'm playing a minotaur. I'm going to buy a keg of beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I mentioned that, you know. Uh, yeah. So so basically what happened, guys, was he bought a keg of beer, threw it on his back. And he had, like, a you know those uh, beer hats you have with the... And he's just drinking that. And then we get to this battle with a, like, shit ton of goblins. Like, too many goblins (laughs) for a level two party... Okay, so to be fair, I was not expecting you guys to just run in there. It was going to be kind of like a <laughs> like a solid snake stealth to. mission. We weren't supposed to. Yeah, but Marshall just lit my sword on fire, and was like, "Go in!" I'm like, "Okay." Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> I was. I I knew from the get go. I was like, "Oh,
1: okay. I know how these guys are going to play this. <laughs> this is going to be fun."
0: I was thrown into battle. I think I was playing a warlock. I'm not sure. Uh, I think it was it was some magic caster. Yeah, I think it might have been a warlock or a sorcerer. I'm it not sure. Like a warlock or a sorcerer. Yeah, but I got thrown in. My sword got it was either light or uh, flame blade it got, it was, cast it on was my. Light. It was light. It was light. It was light cast on my blade. Yeah. So my sword has light on it. I had a magic weapon, magic item on me that allowed me to use superior dark vision, and I was blinded by the sword in my hand. <laughs> And I couldn't sheathe it because it was my only sword. So we're fighting. I can't see anything after like 30 feet. I'm blind. All I see as a character is a flash of light. Lots of. I think. What was it? Uh, Marshall cast fire. Uh, wall of fire or something? Uh, he he cast. Uh, Fireball?
1: Uh, no, it wasn't fire. It was Firebolt. like. Firebolt? Firebolt. That's what firebolt. Just it was, it was firebolt, yeah.
0: firebolt on a body. Lit fi- lit the bodies on fire because they were wearing lots of cloth and stuff. Yeah. Ran by Jeremiah popped a cork into his popped a hole into his cage. No, it
1: was it was Jeremiah that had decided to do that.
0: Oh, Jeremiah so, popped the cork. So he was like.
1: So he was like guys i got a perfect plan
0: and me as the dm i
1: was like uh oh, what is he going to do perfect plan what the fuck so he pulls the cork out of his out of the barrel and he's like okay now i'm gonna run over there with alcohol <laughs> leaking out of my barrel and i was like are you sure you want to do this and you know that's a question i don't a question think you never that he
0: realized that he was gonna be stepping over fire i think he was like i'm gonna run over to this location and he i remember he specifically said in the fastest way possible
1: yeah and that's and as a dm i was like i can have fun with this
0: like he- he could have been like, I'm going to make my way over here. No, I'm going to sprint over to the other side because I have six seconds to get to the other side of this entire cave to yeah. make a, a wall of fire out of out of, beer. So he runs over. Nothing happens. Light. There's more fire than normal. Blinding light. All of us had alchemist potions on us. <laughs> Three of us had poisoners kits we chernobled the cave and the field outside how much extra damage was there like 200 extra okay, damage so, or something
1: so here's what had happened here's what had happened after killing every single thing there so realistically alcohol doesn't just immediately ignite right
0: yeah but
1: this is D D world this is fantasy world so i was like okay so he basically just made a fuse with his trail of alcohol that led straight into his barrel as the cork was on the bottle so um faster than he could run the flame trailed along the alcohol on the ground into his barrel, exploding, igniting the wine and the alchemist stuff that everybody had on them. And I decided that I was going to roll a d4 for each gallon that was in the barrel when he bought it. And he had bought seventy-four sorry, 75 gallons of alcohol.
0: Yeah, and he had only drank, like, what? two or three times
1: yeah he he hadn't he hadn't drunk and passed the gallon. so i was like okay here's how i'm gonna do this to make this as fair as i possibly can i'm going to assign all of the damage to the bodies of the goblins then the living goblins then the players to see if anybody survives i had rolled like 304 damage and by the time i got to the players i still had 250 left over and after I was done with the players, their bodies grilled to a crisp. I had, like, a flat 200 damage left over.
0: Yeah. Like, literally, we were... we. This was at the end of the fight, right? We didn't have a lot of health left. None of us had armor on. Because we were all either rogue, uh, casters, or barbarian. Mm-hmm. None of us had armor. Because none of us needed armor. I think we had a monk. But none of us had armor. I think I had mage armor on or something, but I didn't cast it. I think someone else cast it on me. I think Marshall did. Yeah, probably. And then I think I was the closest to living after all that. Oh, yeah. I believe I would have had one health point left over, but I was bleeding out. <laughs> I don't think I died from the fire. That's funny. I died from the poisoning, poison damage after the fire. It's good stuff. It's it was, good stuff. Oh, it was chaos, and I loved it.
1: Yeah, but those those are some things you have to expect from from uh, a game. You know, sometimes your players will just destroy it, and that's okay. Things are meant to be made, destroyed, and remade. So yeah, if your players if your players uh, don't exactly do what is planned, then just have a little bit of fun with it. Don't worry about it too much.
0: Yeah. So so what's your favorite story, or is that it?
1: Um, no, my favorite story is uh, probably um, now. I'm going to start talking about this, and you're going to know exactly what I'm you talking about.
0: Blasphemous. Go
1: ahead. So, uh, my my probably my favorite story was when you guys raided the gay bar. And, oh God! Uh, Desiree locked was... Fabio in the in the room with her.
0: Yeah, that was that was chaos, pure chaos. Oh, that was so fun because between the fact that I had to shit, <laughs> Fabio, the owner of the bar, is locked in a bathroom in a bedroom. Desiree is strip dancing and making shit ton of money that paid for the rest of our adventures. I think Donnie and Lex were both doing criminal st- stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, they were they were doing their own they thing. They were doing crimes, working with a secret organization that after we did everything, we realized was wrong, did something wrong, and then we never went to see them. Literally, we did the huge uh church coup or whatever. Yeah, the the big church thing. Found out that the red caps were lying to us the entire time never did anything about it i was the only one that did anything and i ended up dying because of it that's funny
1: so so a little bit a little bit of background for um for the the, the tavern scene so my players um had to uh run it I, don't, I can't quite remember uh why you needed to go into the tavern i can't remember what i said but you had to go in there to talk to some npc i'm pretty sure
0: and um they had I had, a, I had a i had a song uh gig Oh, right. Uh, your character, uh, Cage the Bard,
1: the Bard nope. Cage the Bard had to go in there to um, sing at the tavern. And so they all go in and the owner of the tavern, his name was Fabio, and he was, um, well, he was the straightest man around uh, wearing pink clothing and talking like this, something like that, Ow. talking like this. So um, it was it was clearly a jiggle bar. And um of course all of my players are having having fun dinking around. The police are starting to investigate the area. Wasn't
0: there like a dead body right outside? <laughs> yeah, I think I think something <laughs> something wacky had happened like that. But um There's a dead body outside. There's groups of armed guards investigating this dead body. I think I killed him on accident. <laughs> I sneak in, go inside and just shit. <laughs> And ruin everything
1: so um for some reason desiree had this weird fixation on wanting to fuck the gay guy and and it was all it was our joke that she had um that nobody knew what her character's gender was so we were all like um desiree what are you gonna do and she was like you guys don't know if i've got a penis or not
0: what do you sound like john mulaney
1: so um she convinces fabio to go into the back room with her and, of course, he's super aroused, and, uh, he's, and he is, like, freaking out. She locks the door, and all of a sudden, you can hear nothing but screams coming from inside the room. Uh, we fade to black and come back. She leaves the room, licking her lips. Um, and Fabio did not leave the room. <laughs> ever, ever. So um, my players eventually end up leaving. And they had done something for a few days. And then realized they had left Fabio locked in the room. So they come back a few days later. A few days, keep in mind. The bar had been shut down. Um, there were still people inside of it, but it was kind of
0: just like It was chaos. definitely not the party scene that we had left it. Yeah,
1: no, definitely not. And the door was still locked. So everybody was like, oh shit, what happened to Fabio? They go inside. It's just this crippled raisin of a man, dried up on the ground, whimpering Desiree's name. <laughs>
0: And I had just eaten a cursed cane, oh yeah, it was oh, that was fun. A candy cane of shit stocking. oh my I don't God. even know the what you wanted know. to call yeah. it, but that's all it was. It was a cane, and i got I grabbed the part that made reality not wanna work so uh there was this he had entered some hag's shop um and I hate that description because a hag is a very high level monster. Oh, she
1: was Oh, she was high, dude, she could like. She, she was she a was hag? No, she was she was a hag. And she could nuke the whole city. Oh I my- just made her sentient it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, she was like the hag in the cottage and you yeah. just like she got a shop now. She got a
1: shop. So, um she had a bunch of trinkets and my players were touching the trinkets. So, I was like, you know what? I'll make something funny happen. So, one of my players grabs this cane thing. Um, by the, by the, not by the handle, but by the actual cane. And, and, and it does something weird. it like, you start smelling peppermint or something like that. And another player touches it and he's like, it feels fuzzy. It's different for everybody else. So one of my other players comes up and he's like, let me try. And he grabs the cane. And it just so happens that my player was John. Grabs the <laughs> cane by the head, the handle. And nothing too peculiar happens. But he tries to let go. And it won't let go. And he's like, I can't get this off. And I've got a gig in like 10 minutes.
0: Like, you can't go in and... Um, pee- no, let me rephrase this for like two sessions I had been advertising this gig and it was going to be me playing piano man (laughs) I can't play piano man with one hand
1: (laughs) oh it was so good so um he he ended up I can't remember how you you went to there was a another magic shop right next to her right that had the white inside of it and the empty jars that That
0: was creepy because I could see invisibility uh-huh. It was fucking creepy, because it was hands, like, severed hands holding magical items. And it was... So, me and, I think it was either Lex or Donnie, we walked in there together, and I cast the, invisib- the invisibility immediately, because we had... I had already been in there once before, uh-huh. while they were checking out the hag shop, and there was just nothing. I'm like, oh, I'm just looking, I'll come back later. Then I went in with them, with Lex. I, I believe it was Lex. Uh, I th- It might have just been you and Donnie, actually. It might have been? Okay. Well, I went in with them, and... They start talking to the store owner. They're having a nice conversation. Nothing weird about it at all. Seemingly. I cast Cast and See Invisibility before I walk in because I'm like, well, nothing was there. Either nothing's there and they're just a lunatic or it's invisible. I cast the invisibility. And instead of just invisible merchandise to keep people from stealing it, there is severed hand. Like, I mean, like recently severed hands. Oh, they were still dripping. That was like, yeah, the was was, part. It was the most descriptive I've ever seen you get. It was just this severed hands holding rings, holding orbs, a decapitated body wearing a cloak... It was the most descriptive and disgusting thing I've ever seen and I just go up to Donnie and I'm just start pulling on his cloak like we got to go now Dad now. dad we gotta go I can't go. D- No cuz it was a <laughs> scroll it wasn't a spell I knew so I couldn't decast <laughs> see invisibility so I'm just sitting there staring at dead things like we got to go now he didn't leave he was fine <laughs> I'm not allowed back in that store if we ever continue that campaign because I'm going to freak out. I'm playing a different character now. So the player of me is going to freak out, but my new – but Sylvian is going to be like, oh, I want to buy one of everything.
1: Yeah, it's going to be funny. But anyway, so like you ended up asking the hag uh, – so anyways, you ended up asking the hag like – not the hag, but the, the, the shopkeeper and how to undo it. And she was like, oh, those are those are the hag's candy canes. You gotta eat them. <laughs> and that was, that was. I thought that was really clever. I was like, it's a candy cane. It's literally a candy cane. Yeah. So he ended up having to eat it, and then his stomach started to gurgle, and had to go take a shit, and that's what led
0: him into the bar. An atomic shit, and thank God I knew Disguise Self, oh, and fuck. I could point all of that on Fabio.
1: He fucking wrecked that toilet.
0: There, like, if there were, I don't remember if there was, but if there was a glory hole, there is no more wall for said glory hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so funny. I love that. Well, I think that's a good place to stop.
1: Yeah, I think we should wrap this up.
0: So, okay, so we will try to meet back next week. Uh, if not, don't fret. We make, took like two or three weeks last time because we have lives, and it is really hard to schedule when we none of us live together. Hopefully, we'll have all three of us next week.
1: And hopefully, we'll have all three of you, dear viewers.
0: <laughs> okay, well, with that, goodbye. And remember, you're always welcome in the Underdark.